on FBI 94.5. That was a track by the Magnetic Field, brought in by my guests today, Amelia Hepburn and Angela Aldred of Your Ex-Lovers, an ex-lover track that was. <laughs> and you guys started the bar when you decided to drop out of art school. So what kind of pro- provoked you to just ditch art school and head to Alcoholism. <laughs> well, alcoholism was a main fact. But yeah, actually, um, actually came from being in one of my art theory classes. And I was actually um, doing some radio stories at the same time. And they asked us in this class to run around telling a story about a time we've failed. And so I basically told a story about how I'd interviewed an artist about his body of work that was about failure and trying to swim the English Channel. And I was sort of asked him, oh, but did you actually fail? And he was like, well, no, I meant to do it. Got a bit of... He, he meant and, yeah. to video himself swimming the English Channel, um, but unsuccessfully. So yeah. he, so he, he intended to fail. He succeeded at failing. <laughs> he succeeded at failing. So anyway, I got back to the studio and I'd had white noise. So I'd actually failed You'd at recording. Record, you hadn't recorded <laughs> yeah, the so, artist. Oh, And so I sort of told that story and... Um, somebody in the other the class sort of looked at me and said, but what is failure, man? And that's when you were like, I'm tapping out, guys. I'm yeah. <laughs> this whole art school ship. I'm sorry, I'm out, I'm out. I need something no, different. Yeah, I need something substantial in my life, like wine. Wine, yes. <laughs> so deeper meaning, really. Traded in art theory for <laughs> alcoholism sounds like mm. the way to go. Yeah. And so tell us a bit about the actual bar. What's the kind of like, what's the vibe? What are you kind of appealing to in the in the drinking market of Sydney, I suppose? Well, we were saying this earlier that there's a lot of um, sort of blokey bars, um, Americana, Amer- um, really yeah. whiskey, beer, tacos type thing. And we're going for, I guess, a more feminine version. Well, two girls running a bar. So we've got wine, cheese and um, nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. And so it's it's a blue-looking bar. What's that blue colour in your bar all about? It's very much a feature. Oh, yeah. It's um, Mondrian Blue, for those that are playing at home. Um, and it's basically um, sort of like referencing this sort of old French salon, basically. We kind mm. of wanted to, because we're very much about art, we kind of wanted to react against the empty white box, I suppose, and have this kind of deep, rich feeling. So we're a cluttered colourful space. Yes. Partly a gallery also. So yeah, how does that yeah. kind of work? Do you get a lot of people making drunken art purchases? Yeah, that was our business plan, really. Alcoholism <laughs> plus it's drunken really art was. purchases. How can you go wrong? But um, at the moment, we're projecting old black and white films up on the wall. We've got Alphaville up at the moment. The classic yeah, new wave French cinema. Yes. Can't go wrong, really. Yeah. But yeah, we, we hope to change it up and have a few different artworks up and videos and things like that yeah but even when people are drunk they're not impulse buyers it's actually quite funny <laughs> like they have a think about it they come back it's so. the economy yeah it's yeah it's the economy sure. yeah and i do want to ask thing is you've brought in a lot of songs today about you know your ex-lovers and the bar is called your ex-lovers where did the name come from oh it was basically from um this artwork um that was sort of these apothecary bottles that were empty and they had labels saying um, to drink a vial of this to see your ex-lover sad and we kind of love that kind of concept of having memory and kind of referencing um, mm. yeah like that it was so easy thing. just to bring up this this feeling yeah to imbibe this I suppose and to kind of and a lot like of people m- take away something strange from the title but you know we you know make make what you will of it 
It definitely gives you a visceral reaction when people start to think about their ex-lovers. Absolutely. Do you get a lot of people reminiscing about their ex-lovers in the bar? Is it a good place to go alone and And morose? cry into a gin and tonic? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I have or, had that experience. <laughs> or come with friends. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> We're happy to have people having fun. <laughs> All right. Days. Great. And we've got a track here from Frantic Romantic. So mm-hmm. what's what's the story behind this one? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I had a, a crush on this dude and we're like, text messages, he sent me a Valentine's Day message. I was like, oh, okay, maybe something. He put this song up on his Facebook wall, as you do. And um, I'm like, hey, I love that song. Anyway, um, he came in that Saturday with a date. <laughs> and at first I thought, maybe mm. it's a friend after they've had dinner um, and are now having a nightcap. You know, but yeah, they actually started kissing. So I was like, well. <laughs> in, in your bar. Yeah. <laughs> Low. So Imagine he was the whole a thing. frantic romantic. <laughs> yeah, here we go, NFBI 94.5. <laughs> that was Frantic Romantic by Scientists, I do believe. Is that right? That is, right. Good stuff. And it's one of the many Your Ex-Lovers-themed tracks today because that's who I have in the studio with me on Out of the Box. It is Amelia Hepburn and Angela 
Aldred. Trying to get the names. Romantic. So, so very romantic. Yes, too mm-hmm. romantic. Good stuff. And before your ex-lovers was a thing in Redfern, you had another thing in Redfern, didn't you, Amelia? Yes, a tea parlour for mm-hmm. three years, yeah, on Elizabeth Street a few years back. But I remember it well, yes, actually. Yes, that's so fun that you were a customer before we even met in a professional sense right now. Yeah, and I had <laughs> no idea until last night. So this is a wonderful surprise. So you had lovely uh, cream cheese, cucumber sandwiches. Scones, tea, cakes, all that sort of stuff. All of the stuff. Yeah. And how, how long was that running for? About three years. Three years is a long time. Yeah. That's pretty good. And you ran it completely on your own. I did, yes. So what was that like? What's the downside of running a bar on your own as well? Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a bar, not a bar, was like yeah. a, a tea Sorry. house. But um, yeah, I just sort of burnt out to it in the end. I think um, it was too much for one person to run a business on their <laughs> own. So now I've got a business partner, which yeah. is great. Who is he? <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously, if you're running a tea parlor alone in Redfern, mm-hmm. how do you get people to go to this place? I mean, it was in Elizabeth Street. It's not somewhere where you are just walking around waiting yeah. for a drop of tea. I don't know. The word spread really quickly, I think, because mm-hmm. it was something quite different and quite unusual. Um, yeah, and it was very unusual for the area, especially. Mm-hmm. And I guess it appealed to like the tea phase and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was sort of very, very topical of the the time. Um, cutesy stuff sort of really went out. That whole macaroons and cupcakes trend, and now it's all about mason jars and <laughs> and hot dogs. Yeah. So when you say you burnt out to it, what do mm-hmm. you what do you kind of mean? How do you burn out towards tea? Um, I did, I just made about 4,000 scones over that three years. I think some, I did the maths cause it was, it was about 30 scones a day for three years was yeah, about 4,000 scones all up. And I never want to see another one again for the rest of my life. Actually, if you were making so many scones, obviously you'd be quite a pro at it. What's the, I wonder oh. what the scone secret is. Should we, Yeah. can we tell on air? Absolutely, absolutely. The trick to a good scone is a cup of lemonade in your batter um, will fluff fluff those scones up nice and airy and make them very light. And that is actually the CWA, Country Women's Association, secret ingredient. And, you know, they might hunt me down for revealing it on air, but I don't care because I'm not in the industry anymore. So well, they will. Take that, scones. You've just damaged our business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> blood. So support your ex-lovers in Redfern if you don't want them to go under because of the Country Women's Association Oof. and their, you know, violent sconzy retribution. Yeah. Mm. Please right. don't make any violence, thanks. Yeah. And you've got another track, uh, your ex-lovers theme track, is it? Yeah. Well, no, this is a current lovers theme track, mm-hmm. actually, because my current lover is from New Zealand and he's introduced me to a lot of really cool New Zealand bands and music and so weird over there. New Zealand is a very strange place. So this is a pretty psychedelic, strange guy called Conan Moccasin. Um, and off his new album, I'm the Man. Thank you. 
some pretty kooky stuff going on there. This yeah. keeps on going, doesn't it? <laughs> and homeschooled. From New Zealand and homeschooled, so a complete weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> she said it, not me. <laughs> which one's which? I don't know. So that was Conan Moccasin, and we're putting all these names of tracks up on the FBI website on the Out of the Box profile. So if you like what you're hearing, definitely go and check it out. Some weird, great stuff brought in today by my guests, Amelia Hepburn and Angela Aldred. And we were talking about Amelia's previous life before she started co-running the Byron Redfern called Your Ex-Lovers, and she was at the tea parlor. But Angela has a bit of a weird job past as well and yeah. something really interesting that I've never heard of before. You were in reputation management. Yeah, basically I, I can't really say that much due to legal stuff, but um, basically I was working in a sort of digital marketing company and um, one of their kind of services they offer is something called um, reputation management, which um, basically means burying anything bad about you. So if somebody types your name into Google and something bad comes up, you have to bury that. And this one guy, he he sort of hired us because he was a businessman that had something controversial um, written about him. Insider trading. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Um, <laughs> the, um, but you can't talk, talk about it because you've signed something. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. So let's, let's be as no name non-specific dropping. as possible. So let's call him Mr. X. So anyway, John, he was, <laughs> no, um, the, he was basically um, getting Googled by um, ladies that he was meeting on RSVP. And that the first thing they'd come up with is controversy. And they'd be like, what the hell is this all about? And so um, he hired us to bury that information. And you basically, reputation management, when I was there at least, it's probably a few years old now, um, is to kind of just flood the internet with information about yourself. So if you say it's like X kills kittens, you'd be like, X is great. He's a great guy. What a fun guy. Yeah, because you can't actually remove the bad stuff. You yeah. just have to flood it with good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because basically um, they found that I had people... the same problem with my sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It won't go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you, yeah, you sort of like, so if you want to bury a sex tape, which I don't know why you would, but um, the, you'd have like, you'd basically bump it down to the second or third page. And because okay. most people only look for the first three um, results anyway, top, things. top three results in Google. So yeah, he um, hired us, and so I had to write various things about how great he was and charity. Put, yes, spread them through the internet like so many confettis. <laughs> what what kind of things do you write about people who you've obviously not not really gotten to know personally? Yeah, yeah. It's well, that's the thing. It's actually because I kind of I was very much into writing and kind of wanted to. Um, be a writer and like it's quite lazy writing you don't actually have to, the quality of the copy isn't doesn't have to be anything it's just basically got to have keyword sort of loading you know so yeah it could be anything it just be like yeah they're a great guy they did this thing one time and yeah just put it in as many locations as possible cool and you've done a lot of other stuff as well you've studied psychology and yes. journalism and mm-hmm. art <laughs> reputation management you've worked at a craft magazine yeah yeah that was interesting <laughs> yeah so what what kind of stuff were you doing there oh well, i was sort of um, an editorial assistant and so i was writing craft articles and also being the point of contact um for the lovely old ladies that would ring up asking either asking for like 
uh, patterns from 1989 editions or um, <laughs> or bringing up to complain about a 1997 um, pattern that was slightly off. So <laughs> it ran the gamut, really. <laughs> All right. So when I say freelance journalist, yes. that, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Nothing, yeah. nothing too investigative. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing hard hitting, I'm afraid. I didn't get to the bottom of any quilts, any quilt controversies. I'm sorry. <laughs> we apologise to all of the yes. old ladies out there. Yeah, yeah. You're all great. You're all lovely. <laughs> all right. And we've got a track here from Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a bit about that in terms of the, the ex-lovers. Yeah, well, um, he's, uh, I guess, a folk singer from New York. And um, when I'd broken up with my boyfriend, my friend Mig, who's probably listening, um, sort of said, I'm going to take you out and cheer you up. And so she took me to this concert at um, Petersham Town Hall and he was the opening act and his songs were all really quite sad and about loss. And I was a, this song is all called The East River and it's kind of about like wandering up and down like the New York streets feeling really sad about like losing your love. And I was just about to fly to New York. So, um, yeah, it really resonated with me. So you listen to FBI 94.5. This is Out of the Box. My name's Ash Berterbez. My guest today, Amelia Hepburn, and who you just heard then speaking about reputation management, <laughs> Angela Aldred, and here's The East River. If I had a girl on Ninth Avenue, I know exactly what she would do. She would wander at dawn. Look around at folks, find someone better looking Who tells better jokes And then she'd leave me and I'd walk back east alone 9-8-7th Avenue, now I'm crossing Madison Sobbing on Park Avenue, feeling bad on Lexington 3-2-1st Avenue, going east with the wind Cross the FDR to the East River, fall right in If I had a girl on 10th Avenue, I know exactly what she would do. She would wander a day, look at all the guys, find someone who's read more books and has bluer eyes, and then she'd leave me and I'd walk back east alone. 987th Avenue, now I'm crossing Madison, sobbing on Park Avenue, feeling bad on Lexington. 321st Avenue, going east with the wind. Cross the FDR to the East River, fall right in. And if I had a girl on 11th Avenue, I know exactly what she would do. She would wander at night, hang around the bars, find someone who draws better and plays prettier guitar. And then she'd leave me and I'd walk back east alone. 7th Avenue, now I'm crossing Madison, sobbing on Park Avenue, feeling bad on Lexington, 321st Avenue, going east with the wind, across the FDR to the East River, throw myself in, until the scum in the East River would drown me, the phlegm and rotten rats would surround me, the shattered cars at the bottom all around me, until I was just more scum in the East River. And when I become the scum, it's my job to drown The pathetic hopes and failures of the next unloved clown Though maybe we'd be a girl and we could become scum together Decompose as the river flows, become one scum together 
become one forever One bloated, rotten, putrid scum forever 987th Avenue, now I'm crossing Madison Sobbing on Park Avenue, feeling bad on Lexington 321st Avenue, going east with the wind Cross the FDR to the East River, fall right in Vivid Live and Red Bull Music Academy present the music of Moroda by the Heritage Orchestra in a world premiere event, Sunday, June 1 at Sydney Opera House. From Donna Summer and Daft Punk to Flashdance, Scarface and Midnight Express, Britain's renegade 40-piece Heritage Orchestra present an epic tribute to the godfather of disco, Mr Giorgio Moroda. Book now at sydneyoperahouse.com forward slash Vivid Live. Sponsors of FBI.
FBI 94.5. This is an out of the box. Yeah. Gorgeous track there. Who was it? It was Seal Rosarian by Mutual Benefit. Great band. Very pretty. Thank you. And what's the story behind that one? Oh, we basically were painting the shop to Mutual Benefit. I think we needed all the calming music <laughs> to kind of deal with that ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so you are one of now how many small bars in Redfern? Oh. Five. Five, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess five. that's five within probably five years, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Definitely. Less. Five and five. Three. Yeah, actually. Two well, years. Yeah, like a couple opened just before us. The doc was the first. Yes. And they just had their second birthday. So, yeah. Two yeah. years. Wow. That's five bars in two years. Yeah. And so, obviously, there's a small bar scene starting as fairly new. Do you think that it makes it a safer or a less safe area? Safer. Safer, yeah, because you have a community of small bars in the area and it's sort of just a small groups of people going to very niche places. So I think that that actually makes it safer. So, yeah, it's, I guess it's small bars and not clubs or pubs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're, like you know, people are um, kind of coming into our bar, like just looking for a, a wine and a cheese board, you know. It's not really like let's hit the clubs kind yeah, of thing. Definitely. Yeah, and I guess to an extent, I mean, when you see managers of most bars, they're usually older guys and usually have like a, a security guard that's male at the door as well. Do you mm-hmm. ever find that being ladies running a bar in Redfern ever makes you feel unsafe? A little bit. A yeah, little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty scary at times, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. I guess it's like um, like we do get that question a little bit, like from people, patrons, I suppose, like, oh, aren't you straight? But, you know, this is what we want to do and so we're not going to kind of just for that one-off one kind of thing that might happen to, yeah, um, yeah sacrifice By one-off things. What, do you, what kind of things actually do happen around the area that make you go, ooh, not so sure. I, I guess wanna... um, just like muggings and robberies, I guess, is yeah, pretty yeah. scary. Getting yeah. beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Always um, avoidable if possible, you know. Well, that's, that's just inner city life, though. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that could happen to you walking down the street. That could happen on the train. Yeah. yeah. And I've noticed, I mean, I've worked in hospitality for a long time as well, and kind of just the general everyday sexism that you experience being in hospitality. Mm -hmm. Surely you've done hospitality jobs before this as well. And what kind of, like, do you ever experience that in your new bar now that you're the head honchos? No. No. Not in the new bar. Yeah. In the old jobs, definitely. Yeah. But now it's like... We've just got an air of um, authority because we are the managers. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, like for my. I had. I used to work. <laughs> don't in mess a, with us. Yeah, don't mess with us. But I used to work in a um, cocktail um, bar, and one time I was just wearing a white shirt, and um, I was making a cocktail, and this sort of old dude sort of turned to the poor young hipster next to me and said, "Oh, I love watching her boobs jiggle while she makes me my cocktail," you know. Oh, and gross. I was like, "So, oh god," you know. Um, 
and I was like, that's really inappropriate, sir. I had to ask you to stop saying that when I really wanted just to tell them to get stuffed. So, yeah. Um, and that's your yeah. last drink. Yeah, that's your last drink. You're cut off. But um, and this was his first drink, so. I had, um, to, I had to king hit him. Yeah. To get him to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's so how we deal with it. our, you know, people now. No, but yeah, whereas here, like, because it's our own place, like, we can say what we want and, you know, if there's any trouble, like... There's no kind of manager to go just keep on selling them drinks. And (laughs) I mean, would you recommend that people do start their own bar if they have that dream? Or or what kind of processes are involved in actually launching the whole shebang? It's a really long administrative process. Like it took us like five to six months of just sort of waiting around and having our space and like just emailing. You have to be paying the rent on the space. You can't just apply for a liquor license on a a hypothetical space. The the lease has to be already in your name. So So. that's six months of absolutely no return. Yes. Just paying rent on a dead space, knowing that you could get knocked back as well, which has happened to a few people that we we know of, which is horrible. Yeah, yeah. Then you're stuck with a space and no bar, so... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, you can be pulled up by council over something like a ceiling or you know anything you know which you may not know once you kind of go into it. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And the Redfern area has got like a lot of small bars, but there's one more starting up that I had no idea. But uh, it's going to be the second lady-run bar. Yeah, yeah, ever. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and what's what's kind of the idea of this one? Is it going to be competition or is it going to be a whole no, new no way? Yeah, no. Um, that one is called the Bearded Tit, which will be on Regent Street in a few. I think they're opening in a few weeks. They've had a few knockback, yeah. knockbacks too. And so. it's about a bird, sickos. Yeah. <laughs> not about actual. Tits. Not actually about tits with beards. <laughs> it's a bearded tit is a type of bird. Yeah. So we're told. Yeah, so we're told. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> after Wikipedia, I don't yeah, know. Sure. I just took their word for it. <laughs> All right. So that'll be six bars yeah. in, in one kilometre, which is good. Within two years. That's, yeah. that's pretty big. It's a pretty a big boom, yeah. Nice. And Gold we've rush. got a, a track now to take from a band called Bedwetting Bad Boys. They're Sydney guys, aren't they? Yes, yeah, Sydney what's, guys. What's the story? Um, well, in keeping with our Your Ex Lovers theme, this is my first love Nick's band, um, Bed, Wet and Bad Boys. I used to listen to them play um, in the house and it was really annoying when I lived with them and now they play at the opera house. So (laughs) Your face is red. I should have married him while I had the chance. (laughs) Take me back, Nick, if you're listening. Such a (laughs) boss.
Lorraine FBI 94.5 Bedwit and Bad Boys brought in by my guests today. We've got Amelia Hepburn and Angela Aldred, and that was brought in by Amelia. <laughs> because of ex-lovers, yes. mm-hmm. as is the, as goes the name of their bar in Redfern, your ex-lovers. Good stuff. <laughs> and um, your bar actually has a, a kind of gallery aspect to it. But you told me just before that you're winding down from that. I wonder why. Um, I think it was. it's hard to do both well. Um, to be a bar that's good and a gallery that's good is probably impossible. So we're just going to focus on... Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think it was because, like, we were kind of not really being taken seriously in the gallery aspect, I think. Yeah. Like, it was just sort of... Because um, we wanted to have this really intimate space where, like, it was really unintimidating and you could have a wine and look at some, like, up-and-coming artists and kind of help spruik their art, you know. And... Um, and it was just kind of like, yeah, they just it just wasn't really kind of moving the way we wanted them to, and we wanted to support our artists, so we just yeah. had to wind it down. And um, when you say you weren't, they weren't taking it seriously, obviously it's a drinking environment, but it seems <laughs> like you're not taking it very seriously when in the Your Ex Lovers thing it says you've got a strong focus on abstraction, pop culture, and tits. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're all good things. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we had a lot of tits on the wall there were a lot at of one nudes. point. There were a yeah, lot of nudes. Yeah. And people would come in like, oh, I know you love nudes, so here's some more. And we're like, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> you, were, you were saying that maybe you might start doing uh, some life drawing classes yeah, or something like that. Good. What, good. what other kind of stuff have you thrown around ideas for with the space? I mean, you've got such a such a small, intimate space. What would work, do you reckon? Yeah, well, we're thinking about having a Tinder deal. because mm, like, Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Because we've had a few people come in on Tinder dates. Yeah. Um, that's the big thing that the kids are up to these days, I've, heard, I've heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we were thinking of doing like a special Tinder deal. Like if you're actually confident enough to admit you're on a Tinder date, that you get a free drink for your Date. Yeah, yeah. And like, because we'd see like the dudes getting there a bit early and like smashing two glasses. Yeah, Dutch before coach. They... And you know that the, the chick is just around the corner in another bar smashing shots yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just so <laughs> awkward to meet a stranger. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we want to put them at ease, have a few drinks on us. That's a really good idea. If you think yeah. that's a good idea and you like to go to a place that actually has a Tinder deal if you're, you know, <laughs> hitting up Tinder, Tinder. Hey, we definitely don't... text in on 0409 We can, uh, we can make sure that that takes off. And also with these guys and their bar, they're going to be having like little bits and bobs popping up in when they organize all these events. So always uh, feel free to get them on Facebook, Your yeah. Ex-Lovers. I think that's all it is, right? Yeah, yes. Your Ex-Lovers on Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah. Forward slash. And uh, we've got another track here from Sunset Rubdown. Where are these guys from? Oh, yeah, I think they're from Canada, an art pop band. And I've sort of just gotten back from Europe and been traveling around for ages. And... Um, this is sort of about like flying a bit too close to the sun, I think. And I'd just gotten this new job in a career that I really wanted. I thought I wanted and um, seeing this guy and yeah, it was all kind of a bit overwhelming. So yeah, you're out, out of place. Flying too close to the sun, yeah, like Icarus. Like Icarus, my wings were melting. Oh dear, <laughs> sounds oh, painful. very deep. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say you were uh, doing a job that you really liked, what was it, and oh, why'd you leave? Oh no, that was the craft mag. Oh, because I was like, oh yeah, I got this. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the magazine. In biz. the magazine biz. Next stop, Ab Fab Life. <laughs> so you know, famous among the nanas. Yes. <laughs> All right, Idiot Heart by Sunset Rub Down and FBI. Stay away from open windows 
settle down until the Icarus in your blood, in your blood drums. Sunset Rubdown. Really good band name. Yeah. And (laughs) Idiot Heart was the track we played for you. That was brought in by Angela Aldred. And I've also got Amelia Hepburn in here. And together they are the duo running your ex-lovers in Redfern. It's a small bar. And what kind of stuff do you guys serve? 
yeah. cheese and wine. We've got some beautiful cheeses and some lovely wine. Sorry, some lovely wine. Yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> They're the only things we eat, so that's the only things we sell. Yeah, and champagne. We have a cheap and cheerful, quote unquote, champagne or Australian sparkling for three dollars. Champagne with an S H. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a champagne. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a healthy diet, guys. Yeah. And I was wondering because you. You know, looking at your histories, you guys are 20, 29, and 25. Five. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy lies. And and you've done a lot of different things. I mean, working in journalism, craft mags, you started, um, Amelia started the tea parlor, Uh all these different little bits and bobs, studying psychology, studying art, studying Mm. journalism. And... Why? Why have you done so many different things? Do you want to actually keep it to bars in in the future, or no? Do you kind of I want to. Wanna... I want to do everything. I want to experience it all. Everything in life. A dabbler. A dabbler. Yeah. I, I love the quote. I'd rather do something badly than watch someone do it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to. Like, I guess it's sort of like living a creative life. You always have like itchy feet and just kind of want to kind of experience and learn new things, you know. And um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop wanting to try new things and try go on new adventures. So yeah. Would you? recommend it um bar ownership well just i guess if you're this type of person you yeah. have no choice yeah basically you'll last pretty much six months in any office job so yeah well, yeah it's sort of like yeah i think it's like a it's a, yeah, it's a temperament almost i always want to try new things so yeah Fabulous. we also got a text in on the text line there's uh someone called brett from Parramatta who was wondering about the idea of the tinder date because i guess tinder isn't isn't a universal thing doesn't quite. happen in Parramatta. <laughs> or it almost it? seems like yeah, it almost seems it's, like Tinder is, is exclusively uh, young dating folk because I think if I found anyone, you know, over a certain age on Tinder, I'd be like, hmm, question Brett, mark. Brett, it is online dating for those with iPhones. Yeah, iPhones <laughs> and Facebook. Yes. So, yeah, it's, a, it's so very it's Facebook dating. Yeah, it's very Darwinian. It's survival of the hottest. So you're kind of like, <laughs> you're swiping, you swipe left to say no to somebody's photo, swipe right to say yes. So, yeah. So it's a very shallow form of dating. <laughs> and so is it is it proximity-based? Is it kind of, so you you actually see if someone is at the bar where you are? I'm, I'm not sure. No, yeah, I do, that's grinder. I think uh, Tinder is a bit more um, actually, forgiving. I don't know. I think like oh, it is? I think like Tinder is the same as Grindr. It's like, I thought it was straight person. Yeah, Grindr? I think it's a straight yeah. person Grindr. Okay, well, all I know is that everyone seems to be on it now. So yeah. we yeah, want to cash in on that yeah. <laughs> and buy some shares. Yeah, have some Tinder dates and some Tinder deals, <laughs> free mm-hmm. drinks if you're on a Tinder date and you're all brave enough to admit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And uh, so my guests today on Out of the Box have been Amelia Hepburn and Angela Aldred from Your Ex Lovers. You can find them on Facebook. And where else, guys? Um, 139 Redfern Street in Redfern, opposite the Commonwealth Bank, if you are in Redfern. But not right now, because both of the people who run the bar are sitting across from me, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe we can get there in 10 minutes, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to run up there, so run <laughs> right across when you get the chance. And uh, so we've got one track left, and mm-hmm. it's a bit of an interesting one. This is my favourite artist of all time, Prince, um, but one of his very um, very strange albums never actually got released because he wrote the whole thing while he was high on acid, the Black Album, uh, 1989. Um, once he realised how weird it was, he refused to release it, and it makes sense after you hear this song. But it does prove that Prince was the first ever rapper, I believe. <laughs> so <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> if you never released it, how do we have it here today? Oh, it was leaked online. Somebody somebody in Germany found a copy and released it. Um, yeah. All right. Good stuff. Prince and it's called 
Bob George. You've been listening to Out of the Box today. My name is Ash Bertabez. My guests today, Amelia Hepburn and Angela Aldred. Thank you. Thank you. No worries, guys. And if you want to listen back to the show, you can check it out on the FBI Radio website on On Demand. And also, if you check it out, program page, all the songs we've been playing today are listed there.
Mr. George Jones. Hello, Mr. George. This is your conscience, motherfucker. Why don't you leave motherfuckers alone? What's wrong with you? Why can't we just dance? Why can't we just dance? No, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't talk about you. I don't talk about you. And you little arm and shaved head ass. Who the fuck do you think this is? I'll kick your ass. Twice. Thank you.